0: Coming off the perm high, post high. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be careful. Right, Rabbi Yoni just says, How did you miss in the Parsha? Kuflamites. Kuflamites, 139. It's kalt. Be careful. The coldness of Amalek is coming back, you know? So let's stick to kalt. After perm, you got to stay warm. Okay. So there's a lot of Shabbos in this week's Parsha. Okay. It's that we know well. Kisheshis Yamim. Kisheshis Yamim. Birkat Hashem Baruch Hu. Also, Hashem has Shemayim v'Sa'aretz. Uva Yom Okay, the whole pasuk. The pasuk begins right. B'nei Yisrael, Ois hiliolam. That Shabbos is uh, is an oath. Shabbos is one of our signs, a sign that what Ki sheches Yomer that in six days, Birkat Hashem Baruch Hu created Shemayim and Aretz. Uva Yom and on the seventh day, Birkat Hashem Baruch Hu Shavas he stopped working, and he rested. Two separate things, interesting. Think about that. Just the pasha shot and the pasuk. Right? There's an Indian of, of shavas, not working, but then there's also a more soulful type of rest that a person is supposed to achieve. <clears throat> Actually, Tupzukum earlier on the phrase shavas shabason. Rashi has a beautiful Lashon, just to bring out this point that I'm trying to emphasize. Rashi says on Shabbos Shabboson, Menuchas Margoa, Volo Menuchas Arai. Rashi says it should be a Menucha of tranquility, of true tranquility, not a Menuchas Arai, not a casual rest. What does that mean? I was very excited about this Rashi. What does that mean? A Menuchas Margoa, a true, tranquil, real... Tranquil rest, not a manucha sarai, not a casual rest. What's a casual rest? It means I could crash into Shabbos because I'm just so exhausted, my week was so draining, so I need Shabbos just to, to physically recover. That's a madriga. But the puzzle says, no, no, Shabbos, Shabboson. It should be a higher level Shabbos. Right? It should be a soulful Shabbos. So again, I think that's, just, I think that's also alluded to in this phrase of Shavas v'yinavash. There's Shavas. Stop working, but then there's Vayina Fash, right? There's a certain soulfulness that a Jew achieves on Shabbos. Yeah. It's so, like having intentionality with the rest. Of not Correct. Living on autopilot Correct. Just, like, right. Arai means autopilot. Casual. Exactly. It shouldn't be casual. It shouldn't be random. It shouldn't just right. It should be a th- there's a, <clears throat> a thoughtfulness that a Jew has to put into Shabbos. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let's take a look. So we're on page. Just for those who just walked in, Shin, tesvav. Shin Tzav, in the bottom left hand corner. Okay. All the way back in Berechias and Bays. we used a different lashon. Vayichal. Vayichal means to complete. Vayichal Hashem, Hashem finished. Hashem finished on the seventh day. So we know, This is one of the things that they changed for King Talmai. King Talmai HaMelech in the Gemara and Megillah, right, took 70 or 72 sages and he put them in different rooms and he said, translate the Torah into Greek. So they changed this Pasuk. Because it sounds like Hashem finished on the seventh day. It sounds like He was still doing something on the seventh day. So they rewrote the Pasuk for Talmai HaMelech when they translated the Torah into Greek. when those 70 elders Wise men translated the Torah into Greek. So they translated it into what? Vayichal Elohim Vayom Hashishi Vayishbos finished on the 6th day and He rested on the 7th day. Right? Because again, from the Lashon of the Pasuk, the way it actually appears in the Chumash, it sounds like Vayichal Elohim Hashvi Hashem finished on the 7th day. There was nothing to finish. But we know the MS, the emes who? Like our sages tell us, what was Hashem finishing on the seventh day? And again, this highlights the, like Yaakov said, the intentionality of Shabbos. What was the world lacking? Menucha. The world was lacking menucha. I mean, menucha. Just if you're not working, so that's menucha. No. shab is ba menucha. Menucha is a state of mind. Menucha requires a certain. Attention to detail, right? Shavas vayinafash, shavas vayinafash, a soulful, a soulful rest—not just I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and I need a good day to sleep, but a soulful, a soulful day to recover spiritually, to recharge our spiritual batteries, not just our bodies. During the six days of the week, as opposed to Shabbos, right, we see ourselves as drifting from Hashem. Shabbos is a homecoming. That's part of the idea of, you know, hilchos Erevin and Tchumen. A person's supposed to be in his place on Shabbos. It doesn't mean I have to be in my house per se, but I have to have a place for Shabbos. I have to establish a makom for Shabbos. Because during the six days of the week, not just people, kol habruim, all of of creation is sort of what rechokim misharsham is drifting from, its root, its spiritual root. Because when Hashem created the world, He was saying, He contracted Himself. And in a sense, withdrew. Again, it's all perception. Hashem didn't actually leave anything. But there's a perception of Hashem being farther away from us. And again, further contractions. Right? There was this infinite light, there was, there is this infinite light, called the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Hashem's not a light, I'm using a mashal, there's or the orainsof, and as that light comes down, it comes down, it starts to take on different forms, to the point that it comes out as this table that I'm sitting at. It comes out as the pages of this chayenu, it comes out as this plastic bag. Right? So it's, it's, and it acts through all, you know, layers upon layers of contracting Hashem's essence, so it comes down to the Olam HaTachton, the Ainu Olam gashmi till it manifests itself in the physical world. And the world became more what? The world became more more physical, more Gashmi. And throughout the days of Chol, right? Chol means mundane, as opposed to Kodesh and Chol, throughout the days of the regular days, Chol Shem Ma'od As Atzmo, L'Hamshech As Atzmo it's very hard, understandably so. I don't think the rabbi is yelling at us. He's just saying, he's being, he's being honest, right? It's hard, it's sometimes hard to to find my connection to Hashem in the deepest of ways on a Thursday. But once Shabbos comes to the world, and there's this influx of what? Of Or, we start Shabbos with Or, we light candles, we end Shabbos with Or, by we're Mekadish, the Ayin, Right? Everything gets elevated. The sleeping gets elevated. The achila gets elevated. Everything. The conversations become elevated. So Shabbos descends, right? Almost like this—you know, this 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 layer of of holiness just envelops all of the worlds, each in its place. And everyone feels that energy of Shabbos. It permeates all of anyone who's tapped in. It permeates everything. It permeates everything. I, I I don't know why this sticks out in my mind. I still can't figure out why this sticks out so strongly in my mind. I once spent the Shabbos in Midtown. I was at Stern College for Shabbos. And they put me up in some random hotel in Midtown Manhattan. And I remember I came back to the hotel. I guess I'd given a sheer Friday night. Maybe we had a tish or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, exactly what the... I spoke, I spoke to the students at Stern, and I came back to the hotel, and I remember like I came, into the, I came into the hotel, and to get to the stairwell, to take the stairs up to my room, you have to walk past like the, like, the bar in the hotel. It's that's just a couple of times, this was, a bunch, this was already a bunch of years ago, so it could be, I mean it could be, it could be, I stayed in a few different, so I don't remember, I just, it's like, I had this weird, I had this weird feeling. Because when I first got to when I first got to the city, I hadn't really spent the Shabbos in the city before, and I remember feeling like this is going to be a very hard Shabbos. Like too much going. It's like you know, Shabbos Shabbos, like you know, like there's just like a lot of you know Friday night life going on, and I remember and I just I remember like I remember feeling like this is going to be a this is going to be like a really hard Shabbos to to enjoy in the right way. I remember I was walking to shul Friday night. From the hotel, I actually, I stopped off at the, at the building, at the Stern uh, building, and I walked in and I smelled, I smelled Shabbos food. That Friday, like, and I was like a little tzabrachit about the whole thing. I was like having a little charatta that I was there for Shabbos. I walked into to the lobby of the building where the meals were going to be, and I smelled Shabbos food. I'm already like, okay, that was like already like, oh, okay. So there could be Shabbos here. But I remember that I had this weird feeling. I got back to the hotel Friday night. I was walking past the bar, and the music was blaring, and people were chattering and drinking and eating and doing their thing. And I just like, I paused for a second, and I remember just like this feeling of like, okay, like this is Shop is for guy. I mean, this, like, this is their thing. Like, instead of being like frazzled by, like, you know, how, how did, this is like, you know, taking away from. And I think, I, I don't know why it sticks out of my mind. I had like this, just like this washing, like, calming feeling just wash over me. And I was just like, I was happy for them. I was just like, okay, you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. You do your thing. And uh, like I'm not, I, wasn't, I, like I, I stopped being upset about it. And it was actually a very, it was a very, I don't know. I was able to cobble Shabbos in like a different kind of way that it sticks out of my mind. Like superficially, it was probably like not the holiest environment that I ever spent Shabbos in, clearly. But on a certain level, there was something that I just like, I allowed Shabbos to just be there also. I think that's part of what the Rebbe is saying here. Shabbos comes down and, and it just like washes over the whole world. Now obviously, a non-Jew who doesn't keep Shabbos, and is actually not allowed to keep Shabbos, right, is obviously going to tap into that in a different way. It's not going to be Kadosh, it's not going to be Shabbos, I get it, we all get that. Right? But there's, there's something about the whole Bria being Mechabal Shabbos. The whole world receives Shabbos. And everything comes a little bit back... A little bit closer to its showresh on Shabbos. I hope, I hope what I'm saying is true. I don't know. It was a very strong feeling I had at that particular moment. I don't know. I still don't really understand why. I remember which non-Jewish song I was playing at the time. But I'll spare you the details. The she'yigiyah Because then you'll have a Kasha. How do you know that song? Okay, good. The So once Shabbos comes, so hori to Baruch Hu Shabbos, so Olamus. Right? Hashem brings Shabbos upon all of the worlds. Worlds, plural because I mean, my world at that moment was different than the guy sitting at the bar, you know, sipping a beer. And all of creation feels in some way the Kadusha of Shabbos. I know I've shared this story with some of you before, but Rifchaskul Chatzkel Besser Zatzal. One time he was he had a, a lot of Jews at his Shabbos table. And uh and there was a there was a a moth that was somehow got into the room was flying around. So, so he got up to, or someone got up at the table to like open the window to get this bug out. So, the person, the person said, oh, you know, the moth would probably, the moth, oh, no, sorry, Sylvester said, I think the butterfly would prefer to be outside than inside. So one of the people at the table said, butterfly, Rebbe, it's, a, it's not a butterfly, it's a moth. So he said, no, but it's Shabbos. So on Shabbos everything gets lifted up a little bit. During the week it's a moth. And on Shabbos, it's a butterfly. I mean that's a very nice way to, to look at every part of the Bria and say, you know what? On Shabbos, everything gets picked up. Right? Everything gets picked up. I told you a story with the Balshemtov, right? The Balshemtov, when he made Shabbos and the animals stood up on their on their hind legs. Right, so Shabbos lifts up the bria. The whole, the whole universe gets lifted up. Okay, so what a person can't experience during the week, Mashallah, gishu chol ha'olam. That what you can't experience during the week because of the, again, just the the chol. Chol means mundane, right? The the mundane nature of the world on Shabbos. There's a refinement. There's a refinement. I don't know. I felt something standing outside a place that was not Shabbos, but standing outside that hotel bar, I, I said, "There's a." It felt more Shabbos. It didn't. It didn't feel as you know. Again, in their mind, it's it's Friday night at the bar with their friends. I understand, but I don't know. I felt I felt that there was a radiance of Shabbos even coming from from that place. Again, in a, in, a, in a simple way. So on Shabbos, what we begin to feel the kedusha that is manifest upon us. And on Shabbos again, there's a craving. Part of the craving of Shabbos, again, sometimes you end up filling that craving with just another bowl of chulent. But what your soul is really craving is that it wants to be. It wants to be lifted up. This is what we call aliyos lamos. This is called what? This is called ascending. The ascent of the worlds. Shall yideh mesiros nefesh. That through maseiros nefesh. I'll explain what that means in a second. Or what I think it means. Misalin kola kol mitata right, leila ad shenidbakin be'ain sof baruchu. Let me explain what that maseiros nefesh is. What's the maseiros nefesh? Why do you throw maseiros nefesh in all of a sudden? Because whenever you want to ascend, whenever you want to grow from one level to the next, when a person wants to go up from one level to the next in a vodeh Hashem, so you have to you have to be prepared to what to be moseiros nefesh. In other words, I have, to, I, have to, I have to surrender and almost kill off a less refined version of myself to recreate myself as a higher being. That's very hard sometimes. That's a very hard thing for a person to let go of a certain perception of self, to then raise himself up. Yesterday by the, by the Shushan Purimtish, by Rav Matal. So there's, there's like a whole section of, of guys, you know, former, former YU guys. Some of them are like you know mamish Hasidim. some of them are mamish mamish Hasidim, some of them are you know on their way to more connected to to what's happening there but the but you know these are guys who you know once upon a time was the star hockey player for I don't know for d r s or whatever it was a good ball player at half you know went to Frisch. so and i'm sure there was I'm sure there was a sense of of a certain character that he was playing at that time, right. That felt like the most clustered thing in the world to, you know, to be in the to be in the high school hockey championship at the time. And I'm not belittling it at the point. It's an important, that was an important stage in this person's development. Right? We have to graduate from that and move on to something bigger, something holier, something deeper, something more more meaningful. So that's the mysieros nefesh When you graduate from one level to the next level, right, there's a myster as Like it says in Pierre Avos, right? Better to be the tail of what? no, Aranari, better to be the tail of a lion, than to be what? Than to be the Rosh, than be the head of the Shualim, the head of the foxes. Right? In other words, better to be the Jew who's hanging out with really refined, elevated, stark B'nai Torah, and to feel like I'm the least chush of among them, than to be hanging out with the punks and be the, the, you know, the leader of the pack. That's what it means. There's a mesiras nefesh in that, right? I could be the be- I could be the best of a lower chaver, or I could be the lowest of the better chaver. So who do I want to associate with? So that's a Monsieur nefesh to choose to hang out with the chaver that that's above me, right? Going back to last week's piece, you know Moshe Rabbeinu's hands to look up as opposed to trying to be on top and look down. Right? Is a Monsieur nefesh. That's a real. That's a real. That's a real sacrifice. That's a real sacrifice. Okay, but a person who's willing to graduate from a lower level to a higher level is able to what? Is able to is able to taste greater kedusha. To graduate from a from Friday to Erev Shabbos, to graduate from Erev Shabbos to Shabbos Kodesh, right? To then start to define my week as Hayomi Shlishi to each day of the week. So where does that longing? Where does that hergish, where does that desire come from? When Hashem sprinkles a little bit of Shabbos Kodesh down upon all the worlds, so the more you're searching for it, the more you're open to receiving it, the more you'll be able to tap into that. and You start to awaken something in a person. A person has a craving, a longing for Shabbos. Again, when you're less refined, it maybe comes out in the form of uh, you know an extra piece of kogel or another lachaim. When a person is more refined, it, it comes out. I am long, I can't wait to, to say Kesar by Musa on Shabbos. Right? It comes out in a more refined way. And then there's what we call what? Khalsa Nafsham. Nafsham Koloy Nefesh, Which means what? A longing, a desiring, a craving of the soul to the point of what? What do we say Vayachal means? To finish. To the point where the old me is like finished off and I'm, I'm like, a new, I'm a new person on Shabbos. I'm a whole new thing. I'm recreated on Shabbos. Right? The Friday version of me, the Arab Shabbos version of me, the Thursday version of me, and the Shabbos version of me, it's almost as if the Thursday guy doesn't exist anymore. To the expiration of the soul because I'm longing to be recreated by Shabbos. I'm a new nefesh, I'm a new person. Okay, so now let's see it in the words. So what does it mean? It doesn't just mean on Friday Hashem finished His work. Because really Hashem finished the work on Thursday. And Hashem rested on Shabbos. So what's the Vayechal? What's the vayachal? Vayechal Elokim Bayom Hashvi What is Hashem offering us? On the Yom on Shabbos. should be Yom Hashvi Ba HaBruim What's being offered to us is vayachal. Kolos HaNefesh the ability to have what? Shabbos is an out-of-body experience. Shabbos is outside of time. It's outside of place. It's all olam haba. It's not from this world. Shabbos, there's no time on Shabbos. There's no night on Shabbos, as the say. Shabbos is, is or. The whole thing is or. It's always day on Shabbos. You don't say good night on Shabbos. You say good Shabbos on Shabbos. It's not night. night. It's kalos ha-nefesh. It's, it's, the, it's the It's the reformation and the recreation of a person, where a Jew comes back to his Shoresh, he comes back to where he belongs, like David Melech says, my soul is craving, my soul is desiring, my soul is, is expiring, I feel like my, my, my Neshama wants to jump out, of, jump out of my body just to be with you, Hashem. Go back to what we wrote about him, we spoke at length about it over there, but what's relevant to us right now is what we just said. Shev Shabbos, holy to kedusha elyona, Yona, Shekol echad yariyish as kedusha Shabbos. That on Shabbos, in accordance with our willingness to receive and according to our preparation, we're able to what to feel the kedusha Shabbos. Vezel vayom hashvi Shabbos vayinafash. Ratzalomer. Hashem begins by what again? Hashem sprinkles a little bit, a small amount. A tiny taste of Kiddusha Shabbos. Hashem puts a little bit into the world. A sprinkling of what? Of the soul of Hashem. Shabbos is the day where Hashem, so to speak, reveals Himself to the world. The essence of Hashem. call echad yargish kedusha Shabbos, and everyone can experience that. Call echad Each person according to his madrega. There are stories of Sadiqim. Take for example the the bermayim chayim Rav Chaim, Chaim Chernovitzer. He wrote a famous saver called Siduro Shel Shabbos. Maybe one of these years we'll learn it. It's kavaldik. Siduro Shel Shabbos. Chaim Chernovitzer... Was mamish Shabbos was his thing. So there's a whole story. One time someone, you know, he someone wanted to experience his Shabbos and he gave them, he said, okay, I'll give you, I'll transfer like my, you know, my feeling of Shabbos to you. By Wednesday, you know, because Wednesday is already considered an halacha, Kamei Shabbos, before Shabbos, right? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the Gemara says it's considered, you know, Arab Shabbos. So again, so for a big tzaddikim, by Wednesday already they're, they're feeling it. By Wednesday this guy was like, Already exploding, Thursday, Friday came. The guy was passed out on the floor, like rolling around, like Shabbos. Shabbos. He couldn't. He couldn't. He came to Chaim Chernowitz. So he said, "Take it away. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna die. Like, I'm not, I i can not handle it. The ore of your Shabbos is way too big for me." All right. So he begged him. He said, "Take, take it away. I can't, I can't handle such a." Okay. So that's what that's a Madriga for tzaddikim, right? Who's whole Indian was Shabbos for regular people. How do we prepare for Shabbos? There's a lot of things we can do. Right? There's a way. There's a way, to, there's a way to shut off your cell phone a little bit earlier on Arab Shabbos. You can go to the on Shabbos. You can put more time into preparing the home for Shabbos. Right? You can get to shul early on Arab Shabbos and say, There's a lot of things you can do to try to make yourself into a better vessel to receive Shabbos. So Hashem is sprinkling Shabbos in all the worlds. And each person, according to his naso, he's going to receive Shabbos. We have to know that every one of us can be that chariot, that merkava l'shchina. We can prepare ourselves to receive this lofty kedusha, because Shabbos is for everyone. It's not just for Chaim Chernavitzer. Okay, Tzaddikim will get it in a certain way, but we can also get it. And the more we, the more we make ourselves ready to receive it, the more we'll get it. Okay, he's saying lofty things. He's saying a person. We should just know that. That again, the tzaddikim are not pretending. You know, like when a rebbe sits by a tish and he takes like a tiny, you know, bit of uh, kugel and he's like, you know, he's like swaying over it. Right? Something's happening there. I don't. I don't know what's happening there. I don't know how to do that. I, know to, you know, I told you this story also one time. Uh, someone came to the Chidush Rim. Someone was by the Chidush Rim, He was trying to impress him. He was eating a meal. A Shabbos, by the Chidush So he took, he took a spoonful of whatever he was eating. He, like, you He know, was trying to be rubbish about it. And he ate it. So Chidush looked at him. First gay He looked at him. He took a spoonful of whatever, you know, whatever he was eating. He took a bite and he went like this. He said that, he was saying to the guy, like, come on, you could, you could sway all you want, but like, you're eating it because it tastes good, let's be honest. Okay, so there's different madragos. By madragos. They, they can do Yechudim, Tziruf E'Shemoz, they're and all sorts of things, but we should just know the world is not at the same world on Shabbos. What well, existed prior to that, it's finished. That's what Rashi, what is Rashi saying? What does Rashi say? Rashi says, when Shabbos comes, what? Shabbos Fayinafash, part of the idea of Shabbos Fayinafash, or part of the idea of what? Komalachtucha Asuya Rashi says. That all your work is done. All your work is done. Asileska Kasha, no it's not. No, it's not. I know when I get back to the office on Monday, there's a lot of work to do. The answer is no, but then you're not in Chavez. Then you're not fully in Shabbos. You have to come into Shabbos as if, like, I'm never going to have to check my, my email again. I'm never going to have to deal with, you know. What I, what I, you can like your work, by the way. I'm not saying, it's, you know, you're running away from your job because you hate your job so much. But a person has to come to Shabbos and say, the, the deal, that's still the multi-million dollar deal that I have to close next week, and there's a lot of pressure I'm under from, you know, to, to finish the deal. But Shabbos comes, and, I, and that's, it's done. Komalach that that world doesn't exist anymore. Olam hab, I'm in a different world now, right? That's why Abdullah is the worst. <laughs> yeah. why You to, to remember. Kevin of the nefesh. Yeah, that's the Gemara. When Shabbos leaves, we let out a, let out a krech. We need the chizuk of the besalon to take the, the scent of Shabbos with us. Yeah. Okay. So al yedaze tavinu ki kol adam roy l'melechus am mishkan. Okay, he's really going back now to the first the first section of this uh, of this longer piece, which I guess is, you know, is connected. He started off talking about how B'tzalel made himself into the right type of person, how the, based on the Medrash and the Zawar, how the creation of the Mishkan parallels the creation of the world. So you have to be a certain type of soul to create a Mishkan the same way that Hashem... You know, help to create the world and to be able to take the Gashmias of all the things that were donated to make that into a bias for Hashem. Okay, fine. We'll we'll, we'll pause the piece here. We'll stop the piece here. We'll pause the piece here. But again, that's the Vahal Kimbayama Shri, right? Ad kalos HaNefesh. That a Jew has the ability to let go of his old self to become a different person on Shabbos. And to let to let Shabbos, let Shabbos, you know, descend upon his world. Yeah. Can you explain yeah, the mesiras nefesh is if I can't—I'll say it like this—if I can't let go of the fact that I have a big chem test next week, right? Now it's a mesiras nefesh because that's really important in a certain context of my life. That doing well on that exam is really, really important. So to not think about it for the next twenty-five hours at all, to totally remove it as if it doesn't even matter to me, right? That's a, that's a mesiras nefesh. That's hard. You're asking me to give up something which is truly important to me. Right. Or if I'm waiting to hear back about that summer internship, which I'm really trying to get, and now I'm like, you know, I can't wait to check my email after Shabbos to see if I got any updates. All right? If I could take that out of my mind for the next 25 hours, that's mesiras nefesh. It means I'm giving up. The word nefesh sometimes means desire. When Abram's buying maras machpelah, it says Im nafshachem. If you have a willingness to sell me maras machpelah, so mesiras nefesh means giving up your desire for a greater for a greater desire. So when a person is willing to say, you know what, I'm going to be in Shabbos, I'm not going to worry about all worry about all the other things that are, you know, that are that, that that bother me, that concern me, that should concern me, I'm able to put that aside to be totally in the world of Shabbos. That's mesirus nefesh. Yeah. I'll answer your question like this. Are you not supposed to study? I'll answer it, yes, you're not supposed to study. That's certainly the ideal. And if a person needs a hetar, then there's what to maybe explore. But it's, it, well, we're, based on what we're learning, the answer is obvious. It's not, no, of course, that's not what Chabas is about. That's not what Chabas And that's the Mesiros Nefesh. right? Mesiros Nefesh is, if I study another day, I'll, I imagine I'll do better on the test. Right? or if I don't study on Shabbos, so then I have to change my plans for Sunday, and I, I kind of needed Sunday to do other things, right? or I was hoping to go hang out with my friends on Sunday, so if I study on Shabbos, I'll have more t- more free time on Sunday. So the Messias Neffesh is to say no, but that's not what Shabbos Kodesh was not created for that. Again, depending on what you're studying, there may be more room or less room to even permit such a thing. You know, a person could say, I'm stud- what am I studying? When I study, I am studying the... You know, The flow is habore. I see the wonders of Hashem's creation through studying biology or chemistry. It's all true, and that's not fake. If a person studies with that intention, maybe it is a different type of thing. But ideally, again, the goal is that ad kalos hanefesh. Right? During the week, I was a moth, and Shabbos I'm a butterfly. During the week, I was a certain type of eved Hashem. On Shabbos, I'm a ben, a ben melech. Come back to the palace. Yeah. Based on that, shouldn't we get to a state where it's like? hard for us to even like get like to want
1: to study like yeah for sure get
0: to a point where you're for sure I mean, everything that you can do for sure you're just you no, don't it's know about, it's to about it's about it's about acquiring a certain level of spiritual sensitivity right so there's certain things that you're right now you're you're very spiritually sensitive to and other things that you're not right we all are i'm saying i'm saying you i'm saying all of us right there's things there's areas that that you know this this oh, this is like i would never do that but this is like i still do. Right? And for someone who's on a higher level, they would say, what are you talking about? That? Who does that? Okay, but that's where I'm holding. That's my madrig, right? So each person has to get again to but the more one prepares to receive, the more one allows that sprinkling of Shabbos, that Kedusha that's being spread out over the world, the more one allows himself to receive it, the more he's gonna get from it. Yeah. Where is the fine line of and it's a good question. Right? Meaning, why should I? Why should I enjoy? Why should I indulge? Like, how does, how does indulging a a good food item that I bought on Shabbos because I I like how it tastes? Right. So, where's the? Why is that not just gashmius? Why is that an elevator? It's elevated because you don't you don't do it on a Tuesday, right? Meaning that, that that whole discussion in the Gemara of being mechen for Shabbos, right? Be be putting aside an item for Shabbos, right? right? and and buying a special food item. Ah, it's it's just it's it's even more on a certain level. It's, it's very taiva driven because I'm I'm enjoying this, right? I'm dafka buying something that I that my body enjoys eating. But I didn't buy. it, I wouldn't buy that for myself on a Tuesday. That's right? so when I buy when I buy a you know. A special food item, a good a good piece of meat for Shabbos. I right? I am I am giving covet to Shabbos, but you're right, it is a right. But but even the fact that you're saving that you're saving that desire for Shabbos. Again, I think. I think there's something very very deep about that. There's something special about that. Chazal say that Tamide Chacham are intimate with their wives on Shabbos. Yesh yes in Yan kaze. Okay. So again, why, why be osake in, in marital intimacy, Dafka on Shabbos? Right? Why more Gashbias? Why? There's a halacha in that the davening starts a little later Shabbos morning. Okay, right? Okay so, okay, so it gives you more time to get up early, to go to the mikvah, and to say all of Tehillim, and to and to learn, you know, seven Vlad gemara, and... Okay. But there's also like a Pasher Pasha Shah, which is just like, we sleep a little more on Shabbos. Okay. But if, that, if that's... Again, that's, it's a very chitsoini dick way of, of experiencing... But it, it's saying Shabbos is special. Shabbos is different. Right? I wear, I wear a nicer suit on Shabbos. I wear a nicer shirt on Shabbos. That's all the Chitsoini is a Shabbos. But, but it also has a hashpah on a person. It's saying that it's saying that Shabbos is not Tuesday. That, that's a statement. That's an important. That's an important statement. Yeah. Not like before. a quick score in the newspaper. Did it helps take your mind off that. Shabbos morning, you're saying? Yeah. Shabbos morning, sports yeah, scores. I saw so walking into a shoe and seeing like that, like a whole. You know, it takes your mind off. when of you list of all the scores. scores. You're saying it. You're like, saying all, it. You, yeah. Like, yeah. just know the score and then you can be done with it. Okay. One could make a one can make a like that. But you're asking you're asking a multi-layered Shiloh Where are you getting the score from? So you're getting the newspaper delivered on Shabbos. You're bringing it in, and you're checking the score. I understand. He's a good shylist to be asked. He's a good shylist to be asked. But in terms of the in terms of the, the idea of should I get it out of the way to be able to then have more mindfulness, maybe the answer might be maybe. But Riviankov, you're at a point where you've graduated from that, where you're gonna your mysterious nefesh is gonna be. You know what? I don't care what the score is. I go, I'll care. I'll care after Shabbos. I mean, that's okay. Lafayette Madrig, also, that's okay. But my messiah's nephesh is just to say for Shabbos, I don't care anymore. The, the, that whole world doesn't even exist when I'm in Shabbos. What about for, like, with a, for your parents? Like, if your dad wants to talk to you about, like... Your dad want wants to, to talk about, about... During the week on Shabbos, like when you walk the street together. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's going you out of, like, Shabbos. You do I don't know. To like, right. like, okay. Kibaravim is a big mitzvah, too. Yeah. Listen, the goal is, the, the Pasuk says that the speech on Shabbos is different than the speech during the week, but okay. Yeah, slowly, slowly. Yeah. That's the catch-up time. That's when you catch up on stuff. Okay. Yeah yeah. 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 yeah, yeah 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 Okay, this is not a Shabbos your friends. They're gonna, these are all very good questions And, and I'm not uh, They should be asked They should be asked Whoever you ask your halachic shaylos to Okay, you'll text Revaari And you'll find out what, uh, what to do and what not to do Okay, let's do the next piece I want to do one more Let's at least do one more Oh man, what should we do? What time is it? Ten seventeen. Okay, all right. We got to make a jump. Let's. I in my in my cup. I was dreaming of doing four pieces, but we'll do two. Okay, so let's go to. Let's do. Let's do this one. This one's very sweet. You'll like this one. Okay. (coughs) Va'ata chata sam. Va'ata chata sam. Okay, page Shinchav. Operate. So, however, one of the most difficult um, Experiences in Jewish history Takes place in our parasha But some tzaddikim don't even Mention by name The Chet Ayin Gimel Okay, those who are not following That's the Chet HaEgal But the Chet Ayin Gimel was a big, big era. Right, it was rooted in a very mysterious Maybe uh, misunderstanding Okay, but the Pashup shot is it was you know, as much as the panemius of it, there's many layers of interpretation we have to also be sensitive to the fact that it was an avayah We messed up So Moshe Rabbeinu comes rallying on behalf of Klai Yisrael and Moshe says, everyone have it on page Shinchaf Okay, so Moshe Rabbeinu fights for Klai Yisrael. How does he fight for Klai Yisrael? What does he say? He says, <laughs> If you're willing to bear the avera of Klai Yisrael, you know, dot, dot, then, then we're good. <laughs> but if not, na Then, Rebona Shalom, I want you to erase me from the book. Erase me from the book that you have, uh, that you have written. Okay? Pretty intense Mysterious nefesh on the part of Moshe Rabbeinu. Yeah, pretty intense mysterious nefesh. Where's the pasuk? Does it say on that one? It doesn't say where the pasuk is. Lama bet. Where is it? Paraklam v'bet. Lam v'bet. Lam v'bet. Lave. Lave. Lama, Lama. I just I didn't write it down. I like to write it down. Okay. Thank you. Okay, good. Parak lamed beis, pasuk lamed Okay, so Moshe says, right? Rashi says it's zemikra <laughs> katzar. Moshe doesn't finish the sentence. If you're willing to put up with them, that that that, then we're good. V'im ayin, but if not, Rebbeinu if you're not mochel klal Yisrael, macheni nabisiprecha sherkazavta. Erase me from your book. Rashi says you don't have it in front of you. Mikol Hatora kula, erase me from the entire Torah. Why? Because <laughs> Moshe says, because what kind of Rebbe am I if I wasn't worthy of, of, of begging, pleading on behalf of my people? So if I have, if I have failed, if I'm not good enough to save Claudius Yisrael, then, then I'm out. Then I don't deserve to be in the book. Wow. Okay. Our Rebbe has two very, very interesting questions, the way that he writes it. He says, number one, doctic. Yes, Maze shaamar bolashon chait, imtisa chata sam. However, what type of a veyr is a chate? We'll accidental. accidental, shogig, right? Shogig. So first of all, maze lashon chate. Hello khatehu right? As opposed to avon or pesha, which is more willful, intentional, kate is shogig. A mistake. So why is Moshe Rabenu calling the, the Chet Ha'egal a Shogig? They were very intentional in their in what they did. Obviously, every aver is a mistake, right? But shogig, it sounds like it's almost like you know it happened without 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 trying to make this happen. They they, they knew what they were doing. We need to further understand. We need to further understand. Erase me from your book. What book? What book? So Rashi already told us, the Torah is the book. That's what we all would have said. But listen to this incredible Chiddush <coughs> from our Rabbi, the Mor Shemesh. V'nira <speaking> Lomar al-Pi P'shuto Isa <in> b'Gemara <Hebrew> The Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah D'Avta Zayin, Shloshah Svarim Niftachim Rosh Hashanah However, if you could file this vort away in your brain for Tishrei time, it's Arvika it over. Okay? And if you remember, just give me a call because I know I'm going to forget. And I don't be like, oh, thank you so much for reminding me. It's such a great vart. <laughs> the Gemara says, Shlosho Svarim Niftachim Rosh Hashanah. Three books are open before Hashem and Rosh Hashanah. New Echad Shel Tzadikim Gemurim VeEchad Shel Rishayim Gemurim V'Echod Shel Benonim. Three books, Tzadik Rasha Benoni. Okay. Says okay. the Gemara, Tzadikim. Nechtamim l'alter l'chaim. Tzadikim, are what? Are written for life immediately. Rishayim nechtamim l'alter l'misa. Rishayim are immediately inscribed in the book of Misa. <laughs> Beinonim, <laughs> no? If you're a Beinonim. Tluim <laughs> v'omdim v'chulim. A Beinonim is left, Tluim v'omdim, is left hanging, until what? Until you make a move during the asar Meit You decide. Do you want to be a tzaddik? Do you want to be a rasha? No? So let me ask you a question. How many books do we need? How many books do we need? We need one book? Because I'm I hear you. Why, too? Ultimately, the banani is going to go one way or another. Right? No? The world asks. Right? The world asks. I mean everyone asks. Well, what happens? You write, Hashem writes down their name in the Benoni book temporarily and then erases it and moves you over to one of the other books? By the end of the Yasser May Tshuva you're going to be in one book or the other. What do you need the third book for? What is Sifran Shal Benonim? It's a great question. It's a really good question. Simple question. We could possibly answer the question as follows. The Beinoni Jews need their own book. Why? The Beinoni is called about Tshuva. The Beinoni is the person who what? Who understands that when a Kodesh Baruch Hu gives you the chance to do Tshuva, you have to seize that opportunity. <laughs> Ki isa, zahu, ratzolomar, al yidei tshuva. That's what it means when it says, if zahu, if they're worthy, if they're meritorious, if they're like shem and zayi zach, they purify themselves. Ratzolomar al yidei tshuva. Hi chriyu Luschus. If you're a benoni and then you work on yourself and you do chuva in a real way and you elevate yourself, al Srichim sriichim labali chuva tshuva vifnei Kilif about tshuva and You would have thought if I asked you to put the books in order from the, the most chassid to the least chassid, you would have said tzaddik, and then benoni, then russia. But it could be that the book of the benoni, right? Hashem says, no, no, I don't want to just throw you into the book of the Tzaddik. You're not a regular. You're not just a tzaddik who was always a tzaddik, tzaddik and gemurim. You're a benoni. You're a person who had to work on himself in order to what? To win battles to become to become a tzaddik through chuva. the place of about tshuva. In many ways, it's greater than a tzaddik. So the Benoni has to be recorded as a, as a tzaddik in the Sifron Shal Benonim. And the Gemara says, regarding the Chet HaEgal, Lo Hayu Yisrael Re'uyim Loosu Maisa Rak Lahoros Tshuva. Avod Azar Adaf the Gemara says, that David made a mistake to teach the power of Tshuva to an individual. And Klal Yisrael made a mistake in our parsha to teach the power of tshuva to the tzibur of the Jewish people. Okay? Mark, give me one sec. Lo hayu Yisrael, ru'uyim lo We didn't, we, it wasn't, it didn't make sense. On the madriga we were on, it doesn't make sense we would have done a cheta egel, But we did, and it teaches that what? That even if collectively we mess up really badly, we can still do tshuva. Okay, so therefore what? Nimtso yecholim lo ma'ar. So you know what we can take from all of these pieces now. Now that we know that there's that there's a track called Beinoni. there's a track of Bali Chuva. And we know we know that somehow, in some practice kind of way, the whole Chayta eagle came about simply to teach that even when you really mess up, you can still do chuva. Moshe comes down, he sees the eagle, he says, Who's who is on Hashem's team, and Sheva Levi gathers around the gathers, uh, Moshe. And he says to them, And they take up weapons against each other to strike down the people who are Niksha with this terrible of Zarah of Eirah. So there were some Jews, when Sheva Levi came out with their swords, there were some Jews, and again, it's a big Shiloh, which we cannot get into right now. Who was, how many people was it? Who was really involved in Chet Egel? Was it the Erev Rav? Was it the Jews? Says our Rebbe, picture what would have happened if all of a sudden you're involved with this Chet, and all of a sudden you see someone from Sheva Levy coming at you, ready to strike you down. So there were some people who were such Risham, they were so deeply attached to this Avera, that they couldn't stop. They were addicted to this Aveira, they couldn't even stop, and the sword was drawn, and they were killed. As the psukim say explicitly. But there were other Jews who probably the second that Sheva Levi came out with their swords, what did they do? They, they, we're sorry! Tshuva! What have we done? Now, what type of tshuva is that? Tshuva mi'onesh. You're afraid of something's going to happen to you. machmas yiras onesh. The Hainu Hariga. They were scared of getting killed. Right. They, 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 were, they woke them up from what they were doing. Ah. So now... Look at the creativity of our Rebbe. Look at the brilliance. We know from the Gemara in Yoma that what happens when a, dude does, when a Jew does tshuva No. what happens to your Avera? It gets lower to level. If it was mazed, it gets bumped down to shogeg. If you do Tshuva Me'alva, what happens? Your vera becomes a mitzvah. But if you do Tshuva Me'yirah, you're a right? You're driving on the highway. You got pulled over by the cops. You're going 25 miles over the speed limit. You go to court. They negotiate it down. They'll say, okay, instead of, uh, you know, four points on your license, fine. So we'll change it to uh, as if you were driving without a seatbelt, $300 fine and two points on your license instead. All right, so that's shakar checker because you were wearing your seatbelt and you were driving fast on the highway. But okay, that's how it works in court, right? If you're, willing to, if you're willing to negotiate, if you're willing to, you know, show up, so we'll, we'll lower the fine. Right? Or we'll, we'll give you a lesser offense. Okay, so the Gemara says, if you do tshuva meyira nasa mizdonos shkagos, so your it becomes shogeg. So now listen to what Moshe Rabenu says. Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, Arkein shapi Mosha, Moshe, v'ata im chata sum. Hashem, if you're willing to carry, to bear, to put up with their what? Their hate. What was the Rebbe's kasha? Chet is a lashon of? Accidental. Shogig. What do you mean shogig? They made the Ego. They rallied people for the Ego. Ratzolomar. Kfar osu tshuva rak shahayim miyira. They did tshuva already. But the tshuva was a tshuva miyira. Which means that the offense was lowered from what? From mazid down to shogig. Venisha me avon rak shogek. U bikesh me kadishbaghu, shakalishbaghu yimgelhamlegamri. Voloyafilu shogek. Pemoshaveno. What happens lahavdel again? If you just by the way, you should just know. You should never know from it, but if you ever get a ticket, right? You should you should at the very least, you should you should go to court. Because the low is the they'll low is negotiate. They'll always lower it to something something less. Okay, you don't need a lawyer for, for that. You can do that yourself. That part's easy. Sometimes you need, you know, sometimes if you bring a lawyer, you can even try to get out of it. Okay, but then you have to pay the lawyers fee. Yeah, and It's whole, again, the whole thing is uh, a corrupt system. Okay, but Moshe Rabbeinu is a good lawyer. Moshe says, I know that Klai Yisrael, they negotiated already down from Mazit to Shogig. Now they show up, again, Havdil, with their Rebbe, with their lawyer, and Moshe Rabbeinu says, I don't want Shogig. I don't want anything. I want a clean, I want a clean record. So Moshe Rabbeinu comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he says the following, Bikesh me HaKadosh Baruch Hu HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yimchol Legamri Moshe says, I want complete forgiveness. V'lo ye'afilu shogeg. I don't even want a shogeg on the record. Zerush shamar va'ata Tisachat HaSam However, we know from Chazal that whenever the Torah says va'ata, it's a code word for Tshuva that itself is a deep Torah V'ata means now with an ayin right because when's the right time to do tshuva? now wait, I'll wait for El I'll wait for Rosh Hashanah. I get very into it on Yom Kippur no 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 you're doing it very you do tshuva immediately V'ata start fresh now V'ata shehu lashon tshuva tisachat legamrei so Moshe negotiates with Hashem what does he say? Rebono olam. right now I ask of you what now chuva. tshuva I want a tshuva that what? chata sum. I don't want a chayt on the record. I don't want a shogi on the record. I want the chayt to also be tisa, to be lifted up. I want it, the whole thing to be removed. Legamri. Completely. V'im ayin. But Hashem, if you refuse, then what? Meche'ni no misifracha asher Erase from the book. What book? Rashi said the book is Chumash, the Torah. Says our Rabbi, no, no, we, we spoke in the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah. There are three books that are open our Rosh Hashanah. Lomar. Im lo Hashem, if you don't believe in a person being a, what, a tshuva, who can even be on a higher level, then lom safer shall ban on him. So what do you have, what's the, what's the point of the ban on your book? If you only believe that everyone's either, everyone's either, a, you know, either has, right, ha'shogeg is beira. So either you're an avarian or you're a tzaddik. What about about chuva? Hashem, what about the possibility of having that third book? What's the purpose of the third book? Now look at this diuk. And that's the Sefer Asher Kasavta, the book that you write in. What does it mean, the book that you write in? What's the The book of Ksiva, but not the book of Chasima. Sounds like we're getting back to the first mission in Gittin over here. Right? What did the Gemara say? The book of Tzadikim, of Tzadikim complete, Tzadikim are what? Are sealed. Nechtamim la'alter. The book of Rishayim, of the wicked, are nechtamim, are sealed. Signed, sealed, and delivered. La'alter. Which is the book that Hashem is still writing and changing and updating? The book of Ksiva is the book of the Benonim. Because Hashem says, You're tulim Hashem puts you in this book, and He says, you've got 10 days to make a move. You've got to decide what type of Jew you want to be. So the Shnei Tzvarim, the Tzadikim v'shal v'shal v'shalam, heim anechtamim. V'sifran shal b'inonim, but the b'inonim book is the book of Ksiva, hu b'chsav levar. So Al-Kain, Hashem, if you're not willing to forgive, I want to be erased from the book of the b'inonim. What does that mean? Moshe, Moshe said, "I'm also about tshuva. I'm also about tshuva. I know Klai Yisrael so probably think I'm a perfect tzaddik, but Moshe Rabeinu says I also, I also worked on myself. I used to. I'm, I'm a member of that book, and I'm a proud member of that book. So Hashem, if you don't believe in that book, then you don't believe in me, essentially, and you might as well just erase me. And you might as well get rid of that book." Ki Sorry, I don't know why I said ayin. Because Hashem, right? Im ayin, the Puzzle said, right? Im ayin, if you don't want to show us the greatness of as I Chuvah, then the Kasha of the Velt stays in its place, which is what's the point of the book of the Beinonim? Everyone has to either be a Tzaddik, Krasdi, or has to be a Rasha. Why would you bother with a, a, a Beinoni book? Lamalli Sifranchel Beinonim. Moshe Rabbeinu says, "I know." Hashem says, "I know you like the Book of the Banonim. I know you like to record the stories of the people who what who were mystic Bali It's not just I don't want to just read the article biography, the end of the story when they're already tzat and gomor. Right? I'm inspired by the by the journey, by the by the tale along the way. You know, tzadikim say the Shemi quotes, I think from the Rebbe of Vorki, that when Mashiach comes, there's going to be new megillos written about us. There's going to be new books written." telling the story of the Jews and the and the Meshichah. You a know, bestseller. The Jews at the end of this, and the struggles we had, and the, the Nisyonos we had, and how we held on, and how we were ridiculed for our faith, and we kept believing. That's Sifran uh, Shalbeinonim. So Moshe Rebino says, again, I know they've already got it down to a, a show gig, but v'ata, let's go, more tshuva, atas, let's, let's lift up even the show gig. Let's remove it entirely. If I if you don't believe in that, so erase me from the book. Because I'm also about tshuva. I'm also the story of about tshuva. I thought you liked that story, Hashem. But if you're, if you only, no, if you can't appreciate about tshuva, then okay. So you might as well erase me as well. The powerful, uh, powerful mysterious Nefesh on Moshe's part, and just a, a deeper appreciation, a little bit to think about this, the mystery. What is this? What is this sifre shel right Again, it's called the, the middle the middle book, but it's in a certain way, it's the highest book. Yeah, Mark. What do you want to say? I had a couple of questions. So first, um, what's like the, you know, what's the real difference between a, like a tshuva out fear of punishment and tshuva out of yira? Because at the end of the day, yira. Oh, he, he's he's yeah. using that as yira. He's calling this tshuva oh, so machmas like, yiras onesh. I mean, there's levels in yira, also, right? If you've, you've heard of yiras ha'roemless, right? There's a there's a yira and awe of Hashem. Right, as opposed to, to, to Yira yeah. Right. So yeah, so, so he's yeah. saying this this type of chuva that they did just out of fear of being killed by the Milash Melai, Shaiva Levinics, was was enough to yeah. all, I think it's a big theory that I think right, Rambox is very brilliant for other people who are accusing because that if you do a hate with a full set knowledge that doesn't count. And your chuva is not really good. so serious. Right, that's like the Mishnah. The Mishnah says you can't no. oh I'll I'll do this. But like, right. it's, it's all good like how can how can anyone say that Israel did for the sake of doing Tshuva or even the, what was the first the no the Gemara says not, not that they did it with a pre they didn't do the Avera to do Tshuva right but sometimes a person does an Avera and they wonder like how did I again this is a very delicate concept we're saying it's a very delicate Gemara that Gemara is a very delicate idea it says that David Melech wasn't really to do that Avera but whatever happened happened to teach tshuva, and Bnei Yisrael, come on, we're better than this. But somehow this happened to teach tshuva. So again, it wasn't that they did it with the intention to do tshuva afterwards. It's that we, we've also we've all been there before. We did something. We're like, how do, I'm better than that. That's not right. Sometimes my my struggles are. I know that's where kind of where I'm up to in my life. But sometimes I fall back into something or I do something that's just like that was beneath me. How did that happen? So again, it's not, the delicate nature of that is not to just say, well, it's Hashkacha This is part of some, you know, my verus are also part of some. Yeah, exactly. Yesh Ladun on, on that idea, you know, now we're entering into the world of ishbits, and, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it can get very dangerous if we're not careful with how we use deep Hasidic ideas. Okay, but, uh, but Chazal could say such a thing. But it didn't make sense that okay, we should okay. have a Khaita Egel. <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't that they did the Aveira and planned Shuba. Yeah where Zara many times. Why is Kheita Egel kind of like the old time because all they did is show you the Shuba? Because it's so antithetical, right? Loha Roy. It was so We're so not fitting for us. Well that's the first short because all the It's not like it was a one-off thing. Yeah, but at the the timing of it. Yeah, fine, that, that the extent of it. Again, the extent we could, the extent of it could be much smaller than we imagined it to be, but it sounds like the extent of it was so how could that be? I mean, how did that how did that come to be? <coughs> yes, let's hear. <laughs> I'm a little bit confused Moshe is also okay. written in the, state, it's been written in the, the So it's a good question. Is Moshe really in the safe road anymore? Alright, who, who could really be uh what would be a What would that look like? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe no one's in that book. It's also again there's 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 also like the year there's the yearly judgment and then there's like your whole life, right? To you, to be in the book of tzadik and gemurim according to the Rambam means you have more mitzvahs than averos, right? But you could do more mitzvos than averos and not really be a bal right? In other words, the Rambam makes it sound like there's like just like a point system. So if you have more positives than negatives, you're automatically in the Book of Life, in the Book of tzaddikim. You may not bother to clean up your mess because I have enough, you know, I have enough uh, positives, so I feel like that's good. To be able to confront your mistakes and to really fix them, that in a certain sense is a higher level as opposed to just being, you know, overcompensating for your mistakes with lots of mitzvahs. Can you be written in both books? I don't know, can you be in both books? Question. Yeah, I gave a, I gave a share on that once. I'd like to give it again. Remind me, Anel. Yeah, the answer. The answer is you're in all books. Yeah, all, all of the above. That's the correct answer. It's a multiple choice question. Multiple choice test. You know, what book are you found in? A Sifran Shal Tzadikim. B Sifran Shal Benonim. C Sifran Shal D All of the above. So the right answer for most of us is probably all of the above. Okay. I have to explain what that means, but... Okay, David, see, yeah? Um, if Moshe was just in the back age, that Moshe should, should get the main role, not only going back to the level height, but just to the bank children, they should just be... Totally to free, ride, right. ...the whole thing. So then, didn't that a kasha on the notion of that job very goes to a uh, lower place in the first place? Did you do sugar go to this Moshe just saying... No, things, it depends on the degree of tshuva, right? what Right. You're saying, well, what is the tshuva? Right. I mean, we see, we we explained how they got from maseh to shogeg through a fear of being killed. That, but how did they get? Right. Well, what did they actually do, other than Moshe saying, "Hashem have Rachmanes"? You know what? What is the ba'at? What was the chuva that they did? That's a good question. It's a good question. I don't know. I wonder. Maybe if when they saw how Moshe was willing to to fight for them, you know, that inspired them to to make a chesed hanefesh. When the Rebbe believes in the Talmud, so the Talmud wants to be better. I don't know. Maybe that's that's what. If they did that, then. Right, but maybe they didn't believe that they could until Moshe kind of told them, listen, you know, don't don't stop, don't stop there. Right, why is he negotiating with a Hashem? Let him, just go tell an Yisrael. You did tshuva and right now go do tshuva meyavah. Go do a higher level tshuva. It's interesting. It's interesting. Okay? Interesting. All right, Heber, let's pause